0: Welcome to Sisterly Insights, an opportunity to explore ideas and philosophies that can help you live a fuller, empowered life through meditation and so much more. I'm your host, Debbie Mueller. As the founder of Patterns for Living, I'm dedicated to guiding people in how to make healthy choices to bring their lives into balance. The conversations shared here are offered to give you an opportunity to look more deeply into your personal experience. And delve into concepts that can help you find ways to make life more enjoyable and joyful. If you want to participate in a meditation experience, join me at Sisterly Insights, the practice, when you are in a quiet place and time. The guided meditations will help you assimilate the information presented in our conversations. I'm joined today by the Ohm Sisters. Amelia, Jeannie, and Shirley. Paulette will be back next time. We welcome you to this episode's conversation.
1: Hi there. Hello.
0: In our last conversation, we talked about the creative process and the five steps of creation. Bringing this concept into your life can help you create the life you really want. Today, we're going to talk about some of the aspects of creating that will help to clarify roadblocks that may come up and how to get past them. Creating is like planting, tending, and harvesting a garden. These three stages of the creative cycle can have their own challenges and a surprising secret ingredient that is essential. Jeannie, in the creative cycle, the first phase is germination, identifying what you want. How do you do
2: that? Actually, germination is probably, out of the cycle, one of my hardest. And the challenge for me with this one is that I set out planting so many seeds that I am spread out too thin. And Mm -hmm. so I don't focus my efforts tending and supporting the one choice. Um, to, To get to my choice, I often will write out a list of all of the things that I would like to either set as a goal or choose for myself and then i have to really just sit down and visualize that happening and and just pick one i just mm-hmm. need to start i need to pick one seed out of all the packets and decide to plant one mm-hmm. or i'll just sit there looking at them all and feeling like i can't move forward and then i don't move forward and i don't i don't create anything i stagnate mm-hmm. so for me it's writing everything out visualizing what it would be like to have what I want and just actually picking one. And what I found is that as I've looked back at some of my work and what I've been choosing, that I need to be very clear in the statement that I'm making. Mm -hmm. Because what Mm -hmm. I found is that I'm coming up with this great choice, but the phrasing of how I'm putting that intention out Mm -hmm. is muddled by too many words and often... The next phase that we would be going into uh, of assimilating it mm-hmm. is part of my statement of my choice, and I've made it way too complicated.
0: Ah, you've started to define how it's going to happen exactly. instead of just what.
2: Exactly, and I'm, I'm getting lost in that. Mm-hmm. So one of the things I discovered just through going through uh, old notes and preparing for our conversation was that that was one of the errors I was making. Mm -hmm. And so it helped me to redefine my choice, being very clear on a simple statement of Mm -hmm. my intention. And um, so that's been my path.
0: At the very core of it, how do you decide what it is you want? Where does that come from?
2: I guess I would have to say my gut and my heart, what I'm yearning for at that moment What I really feel I need to support myself.
0: Okay. Okay. So basically, you're checking in and then you're making it up. It's not something that somebody's giving you from outside. It's got to come from within. Correct. And it's got to be something that you make up because it didn't exist before you actually gave it that voice.
2: Yes, and I can't get a vision of what this intention is if I don't have that made-up idea Mm -hmm. to move forward with. Mm -hmm. So I have to have that vision, create and make up something because that's the only way I'll achieve having it is knowing if I can see that it's out there Mm -hmm. and visualize it and make up a story, then I can create that story to happen for myself.
0: So this phase of the creative cycle really takes almost the first four steps of creative of the creative process. The conceiving it, the writing it, the saying it out, and then the choosing it. That is very basically defining your seed and getting ready to plant it and move forward. Absolutely.
2: You summed it up perfectly.
0: Great. Perfect. Thank you. So Amelia, once you've made it up, can you explain how you move forward with the little daily choices that support you in attaining what you want to create?
3: I, I for me it's a it's a bit of problem solving and mm-hmm. I actually have a lot of different goals that I'm working on mm-hmm. which fall into this realm and and sometimes I feel like they compete with each other, mm-hmm. and yet I'm I'm at the because of the stage I'm at in my life. I really feel like I can't I can't shine any of them. Mm-hmm. They're all have to be done. It's all important. They're all important. So it's not like you can just say, "Oh, just prioritize them and and pick one or two. It's like, well, it might be that I'm working on these two this month or these mm-hmm. three this month, and then one of them may. Um, still have to be throughout the week, mm-hmm. you know. So, mm-hmm. and so sometimes I feel like I get overwhelmed because I I want to do it all, and and I feel like I'm shortchanging somewhere along the lines. Right. Um. So I think it helps me to feel like I can chip away at things,
0: mm-hmm.
3: and maybe I chip away at different things on different days.
0: Because you have different areas of your life that these goals may apply to.
3: Right, and then you have. A busy day today. I was working on a pitch, so you know everything went well enough. And, and basket as my mother used to say, and <laughs> and, and that's okay because I worked right. So I you know I I contributed to a different goal, which mm-hmm. is making mm-hmm. money. But um, um, actually, this is going to sound uh, very non zen, but I have <laughs> gone I've picked up two really important tools this year that that are high tech. Mm-hmm. And, but they do help me along these lines, so I'm going to share those sure. with the audience. Um, I started using Evernote around Thanksgiving last year. Right. And uh, Michael Hyatt suggested at the beginning of the year to uh, to put your goals in your shortcuts so that you're always seeing them.
0: Oh, so, right So, you know, there. We,
3: we make intentions at the beginning of the year, New Year's resolutions quite a bit, but how, you know, they, they go into the back of your mind sometimes by February, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And it, he's right. It does help to see your goals and your shortcuts. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'm I happy to say that as the years progressed, you know, three quarters of them have come true. Mm-hmm. Because I could not not see them when I was doing, looking at my tasks each week or looking at my paperwork that I'm organizing in Evernote each week. So it just kind of helped me keep my eye, my eye on the prize. Right. And then um, using uh, a task manager, I've tried a lot of different task managers, but I I, I have to say my favorite one today is something called Nozbe. And um, what I love about it is that you can organize your tasks into projects. Great. And so... If there's a day that I come up with ideas, for instance, um, right now I've been curating my family's family videos. When I emptied my parents' house, I found 120 home movies Mm. all over the house and audio tapes all over the house, and I had them transcribed to DVDs for the family. But I didn't want to throw out any of the reels until I made sure they all made it safely onto a DVD or a CD. Sure. So it's been a process to reduce these stacks and piles of Tapes. That's what I mean. Like I can't not do those things, but right, they, it's still a project that I can put on the back burner now and now mm-hmm. and then. But it's still something I would like to have done and know it's taken care of. And so I would track something like that in a project, and that's a project of mm-hmm. of decluttering the storage unit, you mm-hmm. Know, mm-hmm. a box at a time. But that was a big box, and right. it's going to feel really good to have that done. Right. Um, and then there's, um, a project about self-promotion ideas and blog post ideas and things like that. And so I don't feel as over, if I just saw it as a running list Mm -hmm. of to do's and tasks, Mm -hmm. I don't think I could move. I'd be paralyzed seeing a long list. But when I, in knows because it's organized by project, when I'm doing a weekly review, I'm like, what am I going to do with that this week? So you can, can break I, it down into just, steps? I can just go into a suitcase for that project, mm-hmm. and I can look at the steps. Or if I think of something to add that I want to add to it because I came up with an idea of, oh, I could I could do this. Then I can quickly add it, and and my brain is only focused on that one area. So it for me, it oh, okay. makes me feel a little less overwhelmed. It's like opening up a suitcase for just what I want to focus on there. And then... Another goal is to improve my swimming. So I actually made a project swimming. Mm-hmm. And so when I see a great blog post idea or a drill I want to try or a foot turn suggestion or whatever it is that, that's going to improve my swimming, a stretching drill, whatever, mm-hmm. it's in that suitcase as a task and I can schedule it.
0: So by making things visible, mm-hmm. making sure that you know what the, the goals are, the outcomes that you want, mm-hmm. the vision that you have, breaking them down into smaller bites and making sure then that you're staying really focused on choosing the things that you're doing that are really taking you in the direction of meeting that vision of really... Right. But what you choose to do, all mm-hmm. is leading to this vision, this vision that of... you've clearly identified in the, in the germination process. It mm-hmm. got clearly identified. Now you're doing the work. Now, that's what assimilation is all about, is actually doing the work step by step. And sometimes you say, Mm, that one doesn't work. And you toss it. Right. Or the vision slightly changes because you change. Right. And so great. But it's,
3: but it's all there, but it's in a way that's not overwhelming me. Mm-hmm. So I'm not forgetting anything. Right. I can add to it freely, and I can choose whether to put it on the schedule or not. But it doesn't disappear. It's like the dream That's doesn't disappear. Rare. So right now I have like 12 suitcases of some of it are actual projects. Some of them are just goals. Mm-hmm. Like I took the my Hyatt thing and put in nose and said, my goal is a project. So I have it for, you know, improving my core mm-hmm. and my strength. So I have a bunch of things in there to do. And when I put it on the schedule, they're on the schedule. But until then, they're there. Great. suggestions.
0: And when you get through it, and you've done it, you know you have.
3: And if you can't, for whatever reason, if you don't want to put it in the digital world, you can do it in a notebook. Just sure. have a page for each goal, or a notebook with a section for each goal, and review it that way. That's,
0: so for those of us who are still paper and pen... Right, uh, but that's a that
3: way to organize it still... instead mm-hmm. of just creating this long to-do list that just makes you feel frustrated and give up. Right,
0: breaking it down.
3: Break it down into smaller chips steps and 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 keep it at the forefront you know look at it weekly your weekly review
0: any good farmer (laughs) watching the field at all times Mm -hmm. that's terrific thank you so surely the final phase then the harvest or the completion it seems like it should be simple but how do you know when you've actually attained your goal and how do you actually bring what you want life.
1: Well, the way Amelia's handled it, it, it would be very easy, but I think mm-hmm. some of us aren't quite that organized. Mm-hmm. And then if you have something that, um, if you're a more visual person, sometimes it would be quite that easy. Either. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it depends on the, the type of goal that you have. Um, if you have something that's uh, very physical, mm-hmm. As your goal, like I'll give you uh, an example that I used once before, which was the, the chair Ch- <laughs> right, right. that I wanted. Um, and it was the same kind of thing as far as, uh, which I really like is um, just taking a picture of that particular goal, which was to, uh, to obtain that chair. And I put it where I would see it every day. Mm-hmm. So it was a very simple thing to see, to uh, know what I wanted. And then when I actually obtained it, it was very simple. Okay, now I have the chair taken care of. But if it's something that's more on an emotional end, um, Mm -hmm. sometimes it's a little more difficult to identify when you've actually obtained that. Mm -hmm. And you can get lost along the way. Mm -hmm. Um, And even if you have something that perhaps um, you have a list and you think you're actually getting to that point, or you've, you're reaching the the, the goal, mm-hmm. you might get lost along the way mm-hmm. as far as getting to that point. Or when you're reaching that goal, and maybe you actually know mentally that you've reached that point, if you're not feeling that you deserve whatever yeah. you've come to, yeah. it may be harder for you to mentally tell yourself, um, "Okay, I'm here, and it's mine." And I can have it, um, but uh, am I really ready? Yeah, am I really ready? A do little... I, do mm-hmm. I really want it? Mm-hmm. Am I, do I still want it? You know, I I can have it, and it's here, uh, but I don't know. You know,
0: am yeah. I there? Yeah. Do I deserve
1: this? Yes. Do I deserve this? Uh, I don't know if I'm worthy. Uh, I failed so many, so many of the little steps along the way. I'm not sure, you know. Then it's then it's harder. And you know, mm-hmm. sometimes even if it's a physical thing, mm-hmm. you can feel that way. You can feel a little overwhelmed when you reach your goal. Oh yeah. You know, and still feel like you don't deserve it, mm-hmm. um, or just want
3: to refine the goal because you're like, oh, I got here, but I don't feel done. Yeah, yeah, I don't feel done,
1: yeah. or yeah. maybe I don't feel worthy. It's it's kind of funny the way your mind will play funny little tricks with you. Yeah, it's it's really silly. Um, I'll give you a, an example, even with the physical thing that I'm going through right <laughs> now. I, I remodeled a bathroom. This is ridiculous. I you know wanted this bathroom for a really long time, and um, actually, I I when I talk to people, I can't even tell them how I feel about this bathroom because I feel so undeserving. It's oh, so silly. The bathroom's fabulous.
0: Mm -hmm. It really
1: is. It's something that I never thought I would have. It's beautiful. And when I walk into my bedroom, I look at this bathroom, I'm like, wow, (laughs) that bathroom blows me away. It's like going to a spa. Wow. I look at it and I'm just like, I can't believe this is mine. Mm -hmm. It's really fabulous. It's, you know, it has like a little jet thing on it. I can it's unbelievable. It has a rain shower. You look at it and you just feel relaxed right away. And I tell people, oh, yeah, it's really nice because I feel undeserving of this beautiful spot. Wow. And it's silly to even feel that way. And I don't even know why I feel that way. Yeah. It's so silly.
0: And that is sometimes the thing that holds us back the most. And then, because when we reach completion, we should be in a place where we're going to celebrate it. Where it's celebratory, where it's really, oh, wow, I've done this. You know, in the ancient days of, of farming, after they got all the crops in, they had a huge party to celebrate that everything was in. And yet, in our own lives, we do all this work, and then we can't be willing to receive it.
1: It's so silly.
0: It's a bit of a challenge, isn't it?
1: Yes, and... Part of it is, you know, you feel kind of guilty because, oh, you know, I spent this money on this, and I probably should be doing other things with this money. Uh,
0: and Starting to second-guess you know, yourself. Yes, yeah. all of that. So, the second or most important secret ingredient in creating what you want is your willingness and ability to receive why do you think this is so important, and why can it be so hard, Amelia?
3: Um, I think we're so conditioned to help others and serve others' needs, and I think it's conditioned in us, particularly as women, to be caretakers and to put others first. I'm not saying all women do that, but I right. think that you know that's part of us feeling like we're Tending and befriending and nurturing and and being a woman, mm-hmm. and so um, and I'm not saying men don't do that too. I think I think we all do it as a human race, but right. But I think particularly women, and um, I know I've done that over the years, and it's it it does feel good to feel needed by others. Sure. So I think it it feeds that, whereas I think sometimes we. I think maybe it's the way we talk ourselves out of doing things for ourselves.
0: Mm, Or having things.
3: And it's like, you know, some of the things we perhaps want or strive for, we're we're not sure if we have the talent or the determination or the means or the discipline. You know, there's a lot of qualities that go into going after your dreams. Absolutely. And it takes a willingness to be getting out of your comfort zone.
0: Ooh, yeah, right so. yeah,
3: and I think that can be something that you have to chip away at as well. And I think we're all grinning because I just, you know, my friends and I would call it slaying dragons. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had an opportunity to slay a dragon on vacation a couple weeks ago, and I swam the uh, Ironman s- swim course in Kona, and uh, you know, it, you'd have to qualify for the race to do that, and. I'm not that talented an athlete, but you know, even a year ago, I couldn't have imagined actually swimming the Ironman course, let alone swimming that far out in the ocean without a wetsuit. Mm-hmm. You know, my wetsuit was always sort of like my water wings. And <laughs> it's been uh, a seven-year process of of getting comfortable in the ocean and getting comfortable in the in the water and swimming. And I was a dog paddler when I took up triathlon. I couldn't swim the length of a pool, so. Do the Ironman course, uh, two point four mile, and I swam extra. I'm nearsighted, and I got <laughs> caught up in some swells, and I swam almost two point seven five. So, but I did it, and mm-hmm. it feels like there's a little bit of shock when I got done. I'll be honest; it's like, did I just do that? Like, wow, is this I, is this I just mine? Swam, did I, I really do I it? I just swam over some reefs, and mm-hmm. and it was deep. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and I didn't get eaten by anything, you know. You know, but I mean, like, there's all these thoughts that go in your head before you go there, and and just getting ready for it and training mm-hmm. for it, and making the time to swim that far on you know, as far as you can on the weekends and mm-hmm. building up. I mean, there were a lot of steps involved in that process, and mm-hmm. getting up early before work in the morning to to train, and and so there was a mixture of. Finding time, finding discipline, finding space for your dreams. Because these yeah. that dream wasn't gonna pay the bills. Yeah. That dream wasn't gonna help me take care of my loved ones. That dream was mine. That was something okay. s- exclusively something for, for me. You. Yeah. And so it did feel a little selfish at the
0: same time. A little strange because we're so used to the giving, but just the receiving. And yet when you finished. And when you had the, the people around you, what did it feel like?
3: It, uh, it felt joyful to be part of the group that did it. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of them were doing the actual race. Some of them were like pro travel It's like, granted, they were way ahead of me, mm-hmm. but I was swimming with them yes. in, a, in an event that is, you know, up there with like Wimbledon and the Tour de France and... Yeah, I told my friends, mm-hmm. like, I said that that was like throwing out a pitch at Fenway Park. Mm-hmm. I mean, how often do you get to do something that's really in the thick of the best of the best, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. and to just get a taste of it? You know, it, it was a little bit of that, you know, that Wheaties effect of, you know, wanting to be something when you grow up. Yeah. Yeah. And, and do something special. And not like I set any records. It wasn't like I was last. It wasn't like I was near the front, but right. it was just. That I sent my own. record. that was exactly it. I was mm-hmm. going to say, I'm a better version of myself from last year or the year before that or way before the year. You know, and so it, it's now it's getting to the point where it's fun to think about where I started. So by a, now.
0: by receiving this outcome, by letting yourself get to this place and saying I'm going to do it, and it is mine, and it is my dream, and acknowledging that you were able to actually broaden your perspective in other ways too. You became yes. a better person for many reasons.
3: I became a more joyful person and my joy was not um, held hostage by the outcome of whether I did or not. I wow. just felt proud of myself and that I did something that was joyful for me.
0: That's incredible.
3: And and we talk about being the predominant creative Force in your life. And mm-hmm. I just felt like, especially that night, I, I also went swimming with the Manta Rays that night, and that was an adventure. And I just, I, I was just on, on a natural high that night because mm-hmm. it's like I just did two, for me, brave, daring, exciting, natural things that, how about that?
0: That you had visioned and now had come to completion.
3: And it sets me up to make new visions.
0: Excellent. That's exactly it. That is beautiful. But, Shirley, kind of going back to what you were saying, what happens when you're reluctant to receiving? What happens to your visions?
1: Well, what happens to your vision? It's it's very sad what happens to your vision, actually. I think... um, Unless you can overcome that, um, you you lose you lose your vision. Mm-hmm. You know, you really do. Mm-hmm. Um, and you become afraid to create again, mm-hmm. and you become afraid to set another vision along the same lines. You know. Yeah, yeah.
0: And don't you get kind of used up if you're not receiving? If all you're ever doing is giving. And worrying about other people or worrying about others' dreams or visions?
1: Yes, you definitely do. But it's very difficult to break that cycle. Yes. You now if you have a lifetime of being taught, as women usually are, not mm-hmm. all women, but they are, of constantly giving, mm-hmm. it's very hard to break that cycle.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: if you can, if you can make yourself stop and appreciate yourself for what for who you are. Mm-hmm. And learn to be comfortable. Yes. Know, just receiving. Just think
0: about receiving a compliment. How so many of us mm-hmm. behave or respond to a compliment. It's like, oh, no, no, yes. no, no. So you deflect, you play it, you play it, it down. down. Right. Absolutely. And so a good place to start with receiving right. is if somebody says, Wow, you look good today, saying thank, thank you. you. <laughs> You know, yeah. it's a simple thing, but it's a difficult do. I think
3: I think the other thing I, I, I especially noticed over the summer was that um, by setting myself up to do my vision of my dream for myself mm-hmm. first thing in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, at, over the winter, I thought, oh, it's going to be so hard to get up early and swim or whatever. But when I got up and swam early and meditated early, I felt less conflicted and frustrated the rest of the day because I had yeah. my thing taken care of, so yeah. it was easier for me to give to others.
0: Whoa, yeah. Because, That's very insightful. Because,
3: because I didn't feel frustrated and pulled in too many directions, and I didn't feel like, you know, in the past I would try and swim at lunch, mm-hmm. and then inevitably I would have days where it would have to be canceled because of a conference call or a meeting or trying to meet a deadline or I had to serve something else, do something else, and then I felt frustrated. Or mm-hmm. I th- or it would build up and maybe I'd get there but not the time I wanted or you know, just that, that internal battle. And because I took care of it first thing, mm-hmm. I felt more content the rest of the day because my dream was covered.
0: So you're allowing yourself to receive it, it takes care of that, and now you've got, the coffers are full, and now you can give more. And then more. you can go out in the
3: world. Right. So if, you're, yeah. if your dream is to write the, uh, you know, the great American novel, get your morning pages done before breakfast, <laughs> right. whatever it is, you right. know, instead of saying, oh, I'll never be able to do this because right. of X, Y, Z, it's like, mm, give yourself 20 minutes, give yourself half an hour, and see.
0: And that's not a long time. That's not a
3: long time, but that, that will fuel you for the rest
0: of the day. Yeah. Absolutely. So, Jeannie, how can you be more open to receiving graciously?
2: I would say the first thing I need to do is not be so hard on myself and stop the negative self-talk. Yes. And create, you know, sabotage my efforts just by doing what we're just talking about now. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to allow myself to embrace self-confidence and, and keep positive affirmations around so that I'm able to be there for myself.
0: Yeah, yeah, great, great quote, and I can't tell you for sure where it came from, but I, I was just reading it today. You're going to play the cards you're dealt, but you get to choose who is at the table. So the positive, having the positive people around you. Right. Having the kind of support that really encourages you instead of discourages you.
2: And creating your own cheering section for yourself.
0: Yeah. yeah. Because when you create that for yourself, you're also creating it for others. It becomes a shared collaboration with that. Yes. And that's really I, I had a funny
3: uh, observation this week. I have yeah. to share this because it's... I definitely... I a friend of mine said, well, you're a glass half half empty person. I said, it's the hour of the day. Yes. I said, I've realized this about myself. All things are possible in the morning (laughs) and after lunch. And the later it gets in the day, then I realize I turn into more of a glass half empty person. (laughs) And, and now I'm telling you, it's not that my glass is half empty. It's that my tank is half empty (laughs) and it's getting construed as being a glass half empty person. It's like, if I'm feeling that way, it probably just means I need a little rest.
0: Yeah,
3: and so now that I'm aware of this, I'm I you can, can just, be not so hard on yourself. I'm not so hard mm-hmm. on myself mm-hmm. because it's like yeah, you know, cut yourself a little bit. You know, you'll yeah. be more positive in the morning. This is just your rhythm of the day, mm-hmm. and uh, that doesn't mean that's you know a death sentence of being a negative person. It's just <laughs> right. it's just where I'm at right now. Right at this hour of the day is yeah I have probably more of a negative viewpoint.
0: Excellent observation and awareness of self to be able to, to really put that into place because it does allow you then to be open to receiving. It does allow you to be open to completion and making sure that you not only are taking all the steps, but you get the benefit from it. You now, What's the point of planting a garden? And then, Don't
3: talk yourself out of stuff. Maybe just yeah. go get up and have a little rest.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. just go mm-hmm. get up and have a little rest. Take care of yourself for a little bit not always easy and for those busy moms and busy people out there yeah we recognize that we're all in that same boat we've all got busy lives as well but sometimes it's that 20 minutes that you have to give to yourself that you have to say I deserve this so that you can be refreshed and refueled to get back out and take care of that so Finally, for this session, what's the most important single message you can share with listeners about the creative cycle and the secret ingredient of receiving? Shirley?
1: Um, I think that one of the most important things is to just let go of the fear.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: If you can just let go of the fear, I think the creative process will fall into place. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Really important.
1: Tini, how
0: about for you?
2: I feel opening the door for yourself and mm. then learning to step aside and receive all that you deserve. Wow! How many times do you open a door and stand right in front of it? You got to step aside and let it come in. Let it come in, That's right. <laughs> and you deserve it. So yeah. step yeah. aside and let it in. Yeah,
0: good. And Amelia,
2: um,
3: I, I don't struggle with the germination. I struggle with the getting to the completion and mm-hmm. I it's it's still a process for me, but I I think my advice is really my advice to myself because it's been my observation. I need to be more I think some of it might be a little more patient, but there's that messy phase where things mm-hmm. you're deconstructing to construct something beautiful and mm-hmm. but um, I think I need to be a little more patient with myself when I'm in that messy phase where it's not the very beginning, and it's not the the tidy, neat completion phase. Right. It's that in between phase of just going through the tunnel of darkness and 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 chipping away at it and trying to be consistent with it, and and I do find once I get a little momentum, but it's getting to that place of yeah. momentum and getting to a place where it's a joyful thing to experiment and shape it and whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But you know it's. It's, it's, it's not always sending in the entry form for a race and it's not always crossing the finish line. It's all that other stuff that's in between that doesn't necessarily go to plan and,
0: mm-hmm.
3: you know, and it's, it's that, that stuff, but it's keeping your eye on the ultimate goal and, and yeah. sticking with it. Yeah. And I think a lot of people kind of give up yeah. when they get to that phase. And it's like, uh, I've heard great quotes about, you know, just when you're giving up, that might be the place where you're going to get breakthrough. Yeah. And you might be just around the corner from a breakthrough. So you exactly. have to give yourself the patience, even if you have to give yourself a timeout for a few days or whatever it is. Just don't give up on the whole thing, whether it's
0: mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. whether it's taking better care of yourself or starting a program or exercise, you know, whatever it is. Don't give up on it.
0: Just yeah. So keep at it. A
3: chip at it Yeah.
0: Keep it in front of you. Keep at it. Yeah. And we'll talk more in, in, in future conversations about that phase of things falling apart or the deconstruction and so forth, mm-hmm. because that's an important uh, element that we need to look at a little deeper. So to take these ideas even further, please listen to Sisterly Insights, The Practice, to participate in a guided meditation. Thank you for joining us for our conversation and exploration of the creative cycle and opening to receiving what you want in your life. We hope you'll follow us for future conversations. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to leave a comment and tell us why, or send us an email at sisterlyinsights@patternsforliving.com.